Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to Full Count Chaos, a podcast all about your favorite Major League Baseball team, the Baltimore Orioles, the big 38-71 record. I had them winning 55 games. What do we got? 53 games left. So, all right. <laughs> Good luck. You know, after we see a week of baseball like this, I wonder, you know, are they going to win five more games? I mean, it's, it's been really tough watching them lately. And I feel like I've said that a lot the past few years. Like when I start off the podcast, I'm like, yeah, it's been tough. Hope you're all hanging in there. Boy, what a tough week of baseball. Oh, the Orioles, what a rough week. Yeah. So I basically start the podcast off the same way every time. Although if the Orioles have like a, a great win the night or the day before I'm recording, yeah, I'm all excited. I get pumped up. And that could be a pretty fun episode. But with the Orioles have the Orioles have allowed double digit runs in four straight games, setting a franchise record. Five teams have gone five games in a row with giving up double digit runs. And I'm shit. The way the Orioles are pitching, absolutely they're gonna crush that record. Cause in the past four games, the bullpen has given up twenty-nine runs. <laughs> Fucking kidding me, man. So it's been rough this week. It started out well. You know, the Orioles, they uh, face the Yankees. They go in Yankee Stadium. Their crowd's all thumping and yelling and screaming and excited because their big guy Rizzo and Gallo play. And then the Orioles beat them 7-1. to And you're like, my God, this is why we watch sports. Love my Orioles. And then rush of the week. Whew, it was rough. Ah, well, a lot to go over. Again, love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at fullcountchaos. Uh, missed a couple games this week. A uh, lot of shit's going on, man. I got family that moved in from out of town all over the place. Been distracted the past few weeks. A lot of family get-togethers. Try not to be rude, but a lot of family members are, are uh, Oriole fans, so we're sneaking out of the room, watching the TV, looking at my phone, doing my best this week. Also went to a Nationals game. <laughs> that was interesting. That was random. And by the way, in September, I'm going to have more details for you next week and because sometimes I got to wait. You know, I, I get hookups. I get tickets thrown at me. I, I always like waiting for the good seats, you know, because the tickets I want to give away to you guys are the good ones. They're going to be two tickets in September. I promise I'll get the specific dates for you. So if you're interested, like I said, just hit me up. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I'm going to do some drawing. Maybe I'll post a video. Showing, pulling a name out of the hat so you don't think I'm full of shit. I promise I'm not fucking with you guys. But I'm not going to post it like I say you know, every year. I, I do the same thing. I, I don't post on social media because I don't want some random person seeing it on Twitter. You know, full count who? Who the fuck's this guy? Okay, yeah, I'll take two tickets. And then that guy winds up winning when he doesn't even know what, you know, what this podcast is all about. So those of you who tune in, take the time to listen. I want you guys to be the ones who have the chance to win. So. You know, September, late in the season, almost over. You get your chance to watch the rest of the season with the Orioles. And again, it'll be uh, pretty good seats. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, And shit. Also, like I said this week, been distracted with the family. Also, speaking of family, uh, my cousin, Jason, and I think he was on the news, maybe local news. 
in Ocean City, big fishing tournament. He came in first place, 250 grand. Brought in a uh, 65-pound tuna. $250 fucking thousand dollars the guy won. You know, my wife and I, we've been involved in that. We were watching that tournament. I mean, there's a lot going on, and uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fucking dough to catch a fish. It costs a lot of money to enter into these fishing tournaments. It's like a, anywhere from 1000 to 2000 just to be a part, just to get a chance to win that money. So, you know, a lot of money getting thrown around with fishing. And I think next year we might actually go on the boat with them just to hang out. But I don't think, you know, it's going to split any winnings just because I'm sitting there drinking Bud Light for four hours on the water and I'm rooting them on. Not exactly a part of the the winning. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Congratulations to him. All right. This is going to take about 15 seconds. Just want to remind you guys to download the free app, Spotify Green Room app. Getting a lot of good feedback about it. It's a live free audio social media platform for sport fans. That's a good start. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. You can also talk with other sport fans, insiders, and athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app, create a profile, link your Twitter, boom, you're done. That's it. Enjoy. Spotify Green Room app. So, a big week in Orioles baseball. <laughs> big week, breaking records. Some bullshit records. Again, Monday, they go into Yankee Stadium and big crowd. Gallo, Rizzo, here they go, playing their first game in Yankee Stadium. Boom! Orioles kick them right in their teeth. They win 7-1, and it started out fun. What a great night. And then, again, everything just shit the bed. It seems to be that way a lot. You know, in the beginning of the week, you get your hopes up, and then the rest of the week, boom, just everything falls apart. Like I said, Orioles allowed double-digit runs in four straight games. That's 29 altogether. But I will try to mix some happy in this week as well. <laughs> you got to put some happy in with the sad. You know, you just got to dig and look for it. But like I said, Monday, Yankees, or the Orioles kicking Yankees right in the face. And then just uh, the next day, obviously got blown out. They pissed off the Yankees. But, hey, the Orioles, four home runs in one game. It's the most home run Orioles hit against the Yankees since uh, April 6, 2018. So that was cool. Uh, they're most in a nine-inning game at Yankee Stadium since 20, September 25th, 2014. Also saw another set that was pretty cool. The Orioles are the first team ever to come to Yankee Stadium, being a team 30-plus games under 500, and then have more home runs than the Yankees had hits. The Orioles had four home runs on Monday, and that same night the Yankees only had three hits. And in six innings, Jorge Lopez. Oh, man, I wish he would get his shit together. He looked great that night. And the first inning, first couple batters, Jorge was kind of all over the place. I remember saying, like, oh, boy, big spotlight, Yankee Stadium, they're thumping. But Jorge said, fuck that. He only allowed one run on one hit. He walked five and hit a batter. (laughs) Uh, I was reading, like, when the game was over, I was like, man, what a game for Jorge. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. Five walks and a hit batter. But, hey, he held his shit together. First win since June 6th. I mean, he, breaking a streak of nine winless starts. I hate to say it, but Lopez will probably wind up shit in the bed again. Probably his next start. I would be silly enough to believe that. <laughs> he's a head case. I think he's going to be a great reliever. 
in a year or two, whenever they decide to put him in the bullpen. I do. He's got great shit. You know, he throws 97, 98 when he's starting, when he's trying to get through four, five, six innings. He comes out in the bullpen. I mean, shit, he might be hitting 100, maybe even 101. All that adrenaline, knowing that you're not going to be pitching four or five innings. Knowing him, I mean, he he goes out hoping he even gets through three innings. But anyway, I was proud of Jorge Lopez. Come on, he had a good game, Nate, and you're sitting here shitting on him that quick. But his his first win since June 6th. Orioles hitting four solo home runs, which was uh, funny. It's always a shame. Look, we won 7-1, but every now and then, you, anytime you beat the Yankees, yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic. But a couple of those home runs have a couple guys on base, win 11-12-1, just makes it that much sweeter. 28,879 fans were there to watch Gallo and Rizzo. It's a good amount of Oriole fans every now and then. Massing would put the fans <laughs> on the uh, screen. But everybody, every time I know people who go to Yankee games, they just say it's brutal. They just get fucked with the whole game, which, you know, shit. Most teams are that way when you go see them. And then you got a cat running out on the field. You know, cue the pussy jokes. I have a cat. His name is Leo. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Leo is my best friend. He watches TV with me. He's a great listener. I, I tell him all my problems. He doesn't talk back. He, he doesn't walk away. When I want to have a, uh, a venting session, he follows me everywhere. We take naps together on the weekends. I mean, he's just a best friend. I love the guy. I don't have a dog. I got a cat. I'm a cat guy. But that poor cat in that Yankee Stadium was fighting for his life, trying to get the hell out of there. And Kevin Brown was even saying, this is breaking my heart. And it was. It was breaking my heart. I think, uh, uh, was it last week or the week before, I was talking about how emotional I can get with weddings and sports well i was getting emotional when it comes to cats too and that broke my heart but thank god the cat got out i don't know who was it standing in the uh bullpen what pitcher what reliever was that for the orioles and i kept yelling open the fucking door let the cat out and he was just sitting there staring at the cat i forgot who that was but anyway so that was interesting it reminded me of when the ravens were up in the super bowl and the lights went out i'm sitting here thinking all right who the fuck let the cat out from the Yankees dugout, you know, God, the Orioles are up. We got to we gotta settle this down a little bit. Throw out a damn cat on the field. Oh, boy. So, again, 20, 29 runs in the past four games. Isaac Matson from the Dylan Bundy trade. Look, he struggled a few outings. He's new to the majors. He, he came in, I think, uh, back in June as well. Nine ERA with a two whip, whatever. He's young. Work with him. Make him get his shit together. Valdez, God, I'd rather see Brian Mattis out there again, throwing 91 down the middle. Uh, Valdez at, at 6 ERA. You got Tanner Scott. He's lost his shit. Hunter Harvey can't stay healthy. Paul Fry losing his shit. Waiting for guys like Kramer, uh, uh, Lowther, Wells to figure their shit out as well. Eshelman shouldn't even be getting paid to pitch anywhere. So, you know, I, I don't really want to say, hey, hope he figures his stuff out. No, I don't want to see him again. I mean, you can only count on one or two, maybe three relievers if Paul Fry gets his shit together to have a decent outing. And one of those guys is Cole Solcer, who I was never a fan of. And when he comes in, (laughs) it's how bad it is. Now when Cole Solcer comes in, it's kind of like, all right, finally, someone's going to settle this shit down. Holy shit, get these young guys up quick. 
And I know there's some uh, guys throwing 120 miles per hour down there in Bowie coming up Norfolk. We're looking forward to a couple of them, but I'm sorry, Michael Elias, you got to spend some money coming up in the next year or two on some pitchers because it's brutal. <laughs> Light at the end of the tunnel, my ass. And I'm telling you right now, whenever I hear people standing around me when we're just talking sports, and uh, I, you know, I am around people who are not Orioles fans or other. Uh, teams fans, a lot of Nat fans, and and a lot of Oakland fans, which is random. I don't know. They said, I've been an Oakland A's fan my whole life. Okay, Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. Who wasn't an A's fan back in the day? When, when they're standing around me complaining about their team, not shitty teams like the Orioles, Tigers. I'm talking like Nats, who won the World Series a couple of years ago. Phillies, Cleveland, Oakland, whoever. And they just want to bitch just a bitch. I want to pick up a heavy object and throw it at their little helpless toes sticking out of their flip-flops. And I just want to say to them, I just want you to feel what pain really is. Try being an Orioles fan through a fucking rebuild. (laughs) Or an Orioles fan since 97. Hear that all the time. You know, Yankee fans. Yeah, I have a couple that I I know and see, and they're complaining. I just, God, you don't don't know what suffering is (laughs) until you become an Orioles fan which I don't think anyone right now, if you're not an Orioles fan, I don't know anyone who's like, you know what? I want to be an Orioles fan right now. It's not a choice. (laughs) You are a diehard all in 100% Orioles fan. If you're sticking with them right now, you know what I mean? Happy thing. Cedric Mullins needs uh, what? 69 more hits for the Orioles. First 200 hit season since 06. Miguel Tejada, obviously. Man, Cedric just keeps tearing up this game of baseball. Right now, he's hitting 323 with a 931 OPS. He's already stole 20 bases. He continues to make big plays. Pay him, Elias. <laughs> Pay him some money. Get him in here. He needs to be the future. I was glad to see that he wasn't gone during the trades. Uh, Mateo, hey, Orioles claimed off waivers from Padres. I get it. 202 average, two home runs, 500 OBP. But that was only after four at bat. So let's see what he's got. But that guy is the fastest son of a bitch I've ever seen run the bases. He had two hits Thursday. That was great to see. And he started off his oil career with a triple getting on bases. <laughs> a triple. Stand up triple. He hits it to center field. All right, center fielder almost grabbed it. Ball hits the wall, bounces right back. He throws it into the cutoff man. Mateo's already standing there on third. Watching the play go down. A friend of mine warned me when we picked him up. He said, you got to watch this guy. He's probably the fastest guy I've ever seen in baseball. Before the ball hit the ground, he was rounding second. Before the ball even jumped off the bat, he was at first base. I mean, incredible. So hopefully he gets on pace more that we can watch him run bases, steal some bases. You know, happy things, happy things. And when I was talking about, you know, happy to see Cedric still here after all the trades and whatever trade deadline, which obviously I I didn't think Cedric was going to be one of those guys, but you just never know. It's a business. Someone calls and says, hey, I'm willing to give you this for Cedric. And Elias was like, are you fucking kidding me? All right, I'll take it. Let's do it. But I was getting uh, a few texts wondering why Trey. I mean, a lot of people have been asking me, like, like, I know, like Elias and I talk all the time. I know they just wanted my opinion, but. You know, hey, wondering why Trey's still on the team. I think even Jason Lock and Four, which I don't really listen much of the 105.7 because with my time schedule and stuff like that, I, I don't 
you know, there's a lot going on during the week with me. I'm a, I'm a busy, busy boy. So I can't really tune in 24 hours a day like I used to. But I remember uh, Lock and Four apparently was saying, I even think it was tweeting about this, like, you know, say goodbye to Trey. He's gone. And a lot of people were upset about that. But then obviously here he is, which a lot of us are happy, including me. I'm thrilled that Trey's still on the team. But a lot of texts coming in, like, why the hell did Elias hang on to Mancini? We could have got some prospects. Listen, here's what I think that's really going on. I think Mike Elias is knowing that there's going to be something special in the next few years, okay, with with players coming up, the rebuild, their plan that a lot of us probably, you know, obviously don't know what's going on behind closed doors fully. I know a lot of fans are like, can you just lay out the full map of this rebuild so we have an idea what's happening? And then maybe a lot of fans will just kind of calm down. <laughs> pertaining to this. But anyway, uh, this isn't a hot take of what I'm saying here. I mean, I'm sure a ton of you feel the same way. I mean, Elias feels that there's something special in these next few years, what's going to happen. All right. And he wants Mancini to be that veteran. He Obviously, he wants Mancini to be a part of a successful Orioles team if he feels that that's what's going to happen, which we're all hoping that's what's going to happen, and that's our goal. But Mancini to be that veteran, the, the, the face of the franchise, the, the guy to set the tone for these young players coming up and also at the same time being part of a winning ball team. Because if anyone deserves it, fucking right, it's Trey Mancini. Again, I'm not sitting here doing some hot take like, hey, listen up. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. No, this is pretty obvious of what's going on. And at the same time, you know, Elias may have gotten some calls on Trey and he took them and, and had some discussions and he just didn't feel they were worth the offers to have Trey pack a shit and leave Baltimore. At the end of the day, it's business. And if he did get that right call, yeah, I think Mancini would have been gone. I think Elias, probably the calls that he got, if any, he just felt, nope, I think we're, we're good. So anyway, super stoked that Trey Mancini still has an Orioles jersey on, and he seems to be excited. I mean, look, I... <laughs> Other than Adam Jones making that comment a few years ago of what's the best part of Baltimore, and he makes a joke about, oh, the airport. Other than that, most players who are playing for a team, that city, whether they're bullshit or not, they're always really going to say the right thing. You know what I mean? Like how much they love the city and they love to be a part of the, the team for however long they can be, and this is where their home is, and yada, 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 all the right shit. Maybe him and... You know, his girl, Sarah Perlman, are are sitting at home going, God, I want to get the heck out of Baltimore. And then in front of the camera, he's putting on a smile, being like, yeah, I love this place. You know, I I don't know. I I feel kind of dirty even joking like that. But you get what I'm saying. Sometimes you just don't know. So (laughs) I'm just I'm laughing because every now and then I, you know, remind remind myself, I forget that Adam made that comment. A lot of people didn't like that. Whatever. I love Adam Jones, but that. I remember that. Everybody just go, wait, what do you say? <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, I felt I was the only one. Speaking of great players, going down the list here, I felt at one time I was the only one that was a fan of Richie Martin. I'm serious. If you go back and listen to episode one all the way up to today, I've always been a fan of Richie Martin. And I know a lot of people would debate that with me. Oh, his bad. He's not really that good. If he was that good, he'd be, you know, playing all day, every day. I I just feel right now we just need some good defense out there and him coming up and playing Thursday or I'm sorry, Friday. And then Saturday, he's made some big fucking plays, some major league plays in the outfield in the, in the infield. 
reminding everyone what a great glove he has. He's fast. I know Martin's bat you know, <laughs> wasn't the reason he's up in the bigs right now. But the other night, he had a couple good hits. Got on base. You know, made a couple great plays. I think right now we just got to worry about defense, especially with watching some of the some terrible defensive plays, just letting routine pop-ups fall right to the ground. One hit DJ Stewart in the shoelaces. One almost hit Austin Hayes in the shoelace. I mean, just not the best defense. And if you have a, a shitty defense behind you, not going to win many games. So I'm a huge fan of Richie Martin. I have been. And I hope he continues to get playing time. And just keep him at shortstop. And he just continues to make big plays. I'm sure we're going to see Jemai Jones sooner or later. (laughs) It's almost like, is it even worth having this conversation about him? Don't really know their plan. I mean, obviously, Elias has made the statement. They're a fan of Jemai Jones. They're working with him. I think they want to just continue to work with him. Because when they bring him up, it sounds like they're going to have some permanent plans with him. And hopefully that works out. And talking about DJ Stewart. Oh, my God. The uh, play at New York, uh, he's just, he's ter- he's not a good player. And I see some people say, hey, he's, you know, he was a first round draft pick. He's only been with the Orioles for so long. At a certain amount of time watching a player play in the big leagues and seeing what DJ Stewart's doing time after time, at some point you got to say, all right, the guy's not good. It's just not working out. And I understand last year he had a couple bats that he was hitting 450 foot bombs. That was great. You know, every now and then a player is going to feel the rhythm and the ball is going to be the size of a beach ball and they're just going to have a good week. But seeing DJ Stewart night after night in the lineup in the outfield, it's reminding us that it just ain't going to work out and it probably won't. I don't think, you know, if DJ Stewart continues to do what he does and I don't know how long of a leash they have on him, we can't be seeing him much longer, right? I mean, he's batting 200 with a 690 OPS. The average is 750 for OPS, by the way. Last 19 at-bats, batting 158, seven strikeouts, six walks, which helped his uh, OBP get up to 360. He should be another player, you know, where somebody hides his glove. Somebody, (laughs) if, (laughs) if Trey wants to continue to be a leader on this team, you know you have to do, Trey. You know, if you see him in the lineup, you see him left field, right field. Well, Trey, just do what you got to do. Got to hide the guy's glove. I'm sure he's got like nine of them. Hide all nine. <laughs> just go from there. Oh, boy. DJ Stewart stays. Vileka goes. But Vileka wasn't a first-round draft pick, you know, six years ago. So the Orioles are going to have a little more patience with DJ Stewart and Pavaleka. Hey, look, you know, I mean, J- uh, Jim Palmer and Kevin Brown spoke to him on the uh, Masson headset the other night because he had a great game. Vileka is a player who will have a really good game for you maybe once a month, maybe twice. You know, so I wish him well. Hope everything works out for him. Uh, John Means, I was proud of that guy. Friday night, 279 ERA, the lowest by an Oriole through 16 starts since Jeremy Guthrie. In 2007, I told you, uh, I think I told the story where I bumped into Jeremy Guthrie at uh, the uh, uh, casino in Arundel Mills. He was hanging out with Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC because Chris Kirkpatrick was the host of this Battle of the Bands 
my wife and I went to with a couple friends because their friends were in the band. I didn't know them, but they were in, in the, one of the bands. It was like Battle of the 90s or something. And Chris Kirkpatrick was the host. And there was only like 40, 30 or 40 people there. And Chris Kirkpatrick runs up on stage and, you know, maybe about five or six women in their late 40s. Woo! It was a interesting sight. Interesting room of people at that concert. But anyway, Jeremy was hanging out with uh, 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 Chris Kirkpatrick. And apparently those two are best friends. They were in each other's wedding, which very random. And I walked up to Jeremy and, and spoke to a very nice guy. But yeah, that was... That's my Jeremy Guthrie story. Very random. But uh, John Means, 918 whip, .918 whip, the only pitcher in Orioles history to do better in both metrics through 16 starts was Dave McNally in 1968. So John Means does what he can do, helping the Orioles win. And then Hyde's like, all right, Green, come on. It's a close game, 5-2. to two. Why don't you come in and, and pitch the guys like Nelson Cruz and shit? Nelson fucking Cruz, 62 years old, still hitting 500-foot bombs in Camden Yards. Oh, my God, that fucking guy. And then, of course, the, Oriole, the bullpen blows it. Orioles wind up losing 10-6. to six. But John Means still looking good, man. He's a definitely... <laughs> Going to be a, a starting pitcher for the Orioles, I hope, in a long time and continues to stay healthy and finds his groove because he would definitely help the Orioles when they start finding their groove and start winning games. But was it Nelson Cruz, 282, 22 home runs, 880 OPS. He's like Tommy Lee Jones. You know, how Tommy Lee Jones has looked the same since like 1960 and hasn't aged. Nelson Cruz looks like that. You know, he looks the same 25 years ago, hasn't aged. Still hitting home runs left and right. Oh, man. Fucking Nelson Cruz. He also ruined the day for the Orioles Saturday. Mm, mm, mm. Tuesday, of course. So Tuesday, I go to the Nats game. I didn't get to see the game. Thankfully, everyone's like, oh, I pissed off the Yankees. And here they come. I think they won. What was the final score? That was it 13 to one on Tuesday. Yeah, 13 to one. That was brutal. That was the game. I think the Orioles bullpen let off left the most runs. I think. Wells, not well, man. <laughs> He's down in AAA. Six earned runs, seven hits. Didn't have any walks, and the bullpen comes in. Plucko gives up three. Sean Anderson, who needs to get the fuck out of town. Four runs. He's got a 9.16 ERA. He's terrible. But I was at the Nationals game. A friend of mine... He's an attorney, makes big money. Once a year, he gets a bunch of us up to, um, together. We all go down. It's like a field trip. It's like 30 of us. We all go to the Nationals game, and he just hands out like credit cards. He's like, all right, help yourself, guys. <laughs> each, each card. It's, I don't know. It's like a, uh, um, the fuck you want to call it? It's like a gift card in a way. I guess it's like a $500 gift card. He's like, here, everybody have fun. I, I don't know crazy you know we're always trying to offer no 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 no. here guys here guys he, i mean i guess he's doing so well he's like a freaking trillionaire and uh you know so what we had fun and bryce harper i got to witness hit a home run and then round the bases and then when he hit home plate he started kissing to blowing kisses to the crowd because nat fans are such idiotic dick bags that they thought it's a good idea to boo bryce harper Fucking morons. I've told you plenty of times how much I am not a fan of the Nats or their fans. 
And it, it just reminds me every time I go to those games. I just don't like them. It was an empty stadium. Fans were pissed off. You could hear them. At, I, of course, you got to represent your Orioles gear. And they know that we're the basically reason that they had to sell this year. And they obviously were trying to heckle me. And I'm like, you're heckling me? We're the ones who fucked up your season. Fuck you. I'm going to heckle you. Just heckling each other back and forth all night. And that baby shark song for Para. Oh, my God. It went on for like over two minutes. He comes up the bat and something was going on with the umpire and the pitcher and they had to have a meeting. Well, instead of just kind of slowly letting that song die down for like those couple minutes, which felt like hours, they played the fucking baby shark song over and over. Well, the umpires, I I still don't know what they were trying to figure out and and have a meeting over. (laughs) They were just the baby shark song just over and over. And I'm like, oh, my God, this like, okay, we get it. I mean, anyone on Suicide Watch better be careful going to those games when that song gets played. That was rough. So I don't think we stayed the whole game. I can't remember. Maybe we did. But it was real easy to get out of there. Nobody was there. It was empty. I've been there, uh, went there four or five years ago when the Nationals were playing the Orioles. And it was a shit show getting out of there in D.C. I mean, you want to complain about Baltimore, all those one-way roads? Holy shit. DC has one way, one lane, stop sign every five feet. It's a shit show to get out of there. But yeah, that was my Nationals game for the year. And then I always feel guilty, you know. Our friend just handed out all these credit cards. Hey, help yourself. Okay. But again, on Christmas, we all pitch up and buy him a big old package of something that makes him happy. And then, of course, Wednesday, 3-3 heading into the 7th. Harvey went 21 innings pitch without giving up a run. Left after four due to a hurt knee. Hopefully he's going to be all right. And for some reason, Hyde has a hard on for Valdez. What could go wrong? You know, tie game, seventh inning. Then the bullpen just threw gas all over the mound, shit the bed. Orioles lose that one. Uh, What was it? 10 to three. Three to three going in the seventh, right? Yeah. And then the gave up bullpen gives up five runs. And then in the eighth, two run or no bull. Yeah. Bullpen. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me back up here. That was the night that they shit the bed with the runs. Harvey had four innings pitched and Valdez comes in. He gives up a run. Salser gives up a run. Fry gives up two. Tate gives up two. Knight gives up two. So yeah, that was a total of eight runs that the bullpen gave. So anyway, we're having lots of fun continuing watching the Orioles, but I think a lot of things are starting to get, Shifted around, bringing up some players, taking away players, getting rid of some players, uh, promoting some players up to Norfolk. You know, here we go. Let's start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel we keep hearing. And, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Adley until next year. I'm okay. At this point, I'm okay with that. But don't forget, going to be uh, giving away some uh, couple tickets. It's going to be a game in September. I'll get specific. But if you're hearing this right now, and you're like, yeah, sure. I'll go to a game in September. Hit me up. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time. See ya.